0: Tuning in and Welcome to Beyond the Mission, the business of nonprofits on the Michigan Business Network. I'm your host, Vicki Hamilton-Allen, and I have with me Jermaine Ruffin, the Director of Development with the City of Detroit. Jermaine, today we're going to discuss urban planning as a means for social change, and I am super pumped that we're talking about this topic. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Vicki. It's a pleasure to be with you today.
0: I can't wait to dig into all the gems that you're going to offer to our listeners. Jermaine, can you just start us out by talking about what urban planning is just tell us what that is
1: sure so so urban planning is essentially the field that thinks about human interaction in the built environment so you know when we you know we work with architects we work with civil engineers and we bring that perspective of how would you as an individual or your family interact with a particular building or a particular downtown or neighborhood and so we consider all items like sidewalks and and you know, streets and street speed and all that kind of stuff to make sure that your experience has a high quality of life experience whenever you're interacting with a, a city, a neighborhood, or a space.
0: I love the idea of urban planning, but the question that some might have is, does it need to exist in a developed environment?
1: It absolutely does, you know, because we architects, uh, God bless them, they, they bring a beautiful contribution to the built environment by making sure that the buildings are interesting and that the buildings have you know, a a unique feature, unique features to them and all of that. But, you know, where we come in is that if we are looking at that particular building, how does it engage the sidewalk? Does it make you feel safe when you walk by? Does it make you want to go into the business that's on that first level floor? You know, so let's let's just take downtown Lansing, for instance. We have a number of buildings where you can look in and folks want to go in during their lunch break or after work or before work just to partake in some of those spaces. And if we create the right environment on the street, then that's going to further enhance those businesses that are located there and further enhance the experience of of individuals as they traverse through that that space.
0: I'm grateful that you mentioned Lansing being the capital of the state of Michigan here, but let's talk about another city. I mean, You are director of development in the city of Detroit. That is Motor City Motown. That was a city that was vibrant and the place to be happening, very industrious. It was kind of the core of the car world. And of course, in 2013, there was this announcement of bankruptcy. And Detroit has done more than proved itself as the comeback kid. So (laughs) why don't you... Talk to me about some of the priorities, especially in your area of expertise in the city of Detroit.
1: Sure. So, you know, in my role with the public-private partnership team here in the city of Detroit, we're primarily focused on what's called the Strategic Neighborhood Initiative and Plan. There is essentially 10 neighborhoods where, you know, we at the city of Detroit decided after the bankruptcy, we had to have a comprehensive investment strategy and a comprehensive community engagement and neighborhood approach as well. A lot of the early development took place in downtown, thanks to Dan Gilbert and others who had purchased buildings and rehabbed and, and you know, approached companies that were on the outskirts of the city of Detroit to come in and, and be right smack downtown. Now, those folks who, who moved with those businesses and folks who have, who stood the stand of time when we went through the bankruptcy and prior in the city, those are the folks that we need to be prioritizing and focusing on. So the Strategic Neighborhood Initiative allows for us to focus on each of these communities, and we focus on a number of things. So first and foremost, what infrastructure improvements could we make along the commercial corridor that would support the small businesses that are located there? Additionally, we look at a park investment. Um, so in each of the neighborhoods, we want to make sure that there's a high-quality park where folks can gather and spend time with their family. And then, you know, there's the other component of residential housing. So we need to, to figure out a single family strategy, a multifamily strategy that suits the unique character of each of these neighborhoods. And so with all of that said, it, it required community engagement because as Vicki, as you and I know, a lot of times we have experts like myself who come in and say, hey, this is if you do X, Y, and Z, this is going to improve your neighborhood. Here in the city of Detroit, they appreciate experts, but they appreciate, appreciate folks coming into the neighborhood and saying, what do you think should be done here in your neighborhood to revitalize it to the level that you would like to see for your community? And so we did a lot of that, a lot of robust engagement, and we got great feedback. And so now we're applying those things as we move forward with updating the infrastructure, updating the housing condition in these neighborhoods. And so it's a really exciting job and it's a great time to be in the city of Detroit with the number of investments that we have, but also with the passion of the residents here. They want to see their city, you know, reach its former glory. And, and I think that in a number of years, we're, we're slowly edging closer to that.
0: I want to see Detroit in its former glory, too. I am grateful that the voices of the residents are being heard because they will champion for what matters most to them. It is really easy for an external party to come in and say, oh, you need this, you need that. But when you're living in a space, it may not necessarily be what you need. And so I'm glad you're doing this kind of in partnership and collaboration with the folks who are still there, because Detroit lost a lot of its residents during the shift in the economic structure of the city, and then the demise of many industries in that space and GM's announcement lost a, a lot of folks in that area. So I'm glad we've got the voice of the, the resident. But tell me, how does that voice translate into your industry?
1: Sure the the way that it translates into to what we do here is essentially we have the resources and the tools to do the rehab and the revitalization of of a lot of these neighborhoods and to your comment a moment ago it's important that we understand how to deploy those resources and that technical assistance and you know it's been typical of you know jobs that I've had in the past where you know we we come in great intention and this is how we We believe with best practices that we've researched and all of that, that these are the things that we need to to provide for a community. However, you know, some things may be as simple as a neighborhood feeling like we need more lighting. We have more lighting than we would participate in going to businesses after hours or, you know, kids would feel more comfortable walking to school in the morning. So those are like small things that we might not think about. We might come in and say, you know what? We need to expand three businesses right here along this corridor and that's gonna help everything else. When in actuality, if we took the time to listen, we'd be able to deploy those resources in a more efficient and effective manner that creates an ambassador out of those people in the neighborhood who, who are these projects are gonna impact the most. And I think that's the best part of this type of job is if you are investing in a community and you invest in people And they become the ambassadors of what great is happening in your neighborhood and businesses want to locate there because the neighbors are so excited about what's happening in their community and they've embraced the ability for themselves to be involved in that process. And that is something that I I enjoy supremely about what I do.
0: And having that grassroots meet administration is so important. And I want to ask you about something that you've got going on, something just a little bit different. Talk to me about the streets are planning.
1: Yeah, The Streets are Planning is is a podcast that I started about a year and a half ago. And um, essentially, it is, a, it is a space where I talk to, you know, folks of color, Black folks, Indigenous and people of color about the urban planning field and other built environment fields, architecture, civil engineering. And we have a dialogue about some of the best practices that they are utilizing in their communities, and then also looking to raise issues for solutions that folks are finding in their community and in their neighborhood. And so... I think there's, a, there's a, an opportunity that exists right now for us to expand representation in both in all built environment fields, but in urban planning in particular, because we are representing neighborhoods and we're representing people. I think we sh- our field should be reflective of the neighborhoods that we're serving. So I take that very seriously. You know, with the podcast, we have great guests. And then uh, also as a fun kind of, you know, addition to, to the podcast, we name our shows after our famous, our favorite hip hop songs. So that's, a, that's a, a great thing, and uh, I certainly enjoy that platform.
0: So if we were going to name this podcast after a favorite hip-hop song, what would it be called?
1: <laughs> you know what? I think I would name this show Hip Hop Parade." You know, it's a, it's a famous song by Naughty by Nature. And I think it's, it's really great to see you, Vicky, in this space celebrating, you know, nonprofits and, you know, and the contributions that they make to cities and neighborhoods and communities everywhere. We can't do this without you. And so I appreciate the work that you do.
0: Thank you. Thank you for saying that. And uh, we are out of time, but it's an important issue. And I'd like to invite you back again to talk about the underrepresentation of the communities of color that um, are being underrepresented in urban planning and uh, being able to mirror the communities that we serve so people feel safe and that their voices are being heard. So thank you for spending time with us today, Jermaine. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for tuning in to Be on the Mission, the Business of Nonprofits. I am your host, Vicki Hamilton Allen on the
1: Michigan Business Network.